From the alley-oops at Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off-season to game day. Yeah, we talk that. It's the 49ers cutback. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time, coming at you with another one because we have to talk about the tight end position because obviously the 49ers are interested in bringing in tight ends. True. Could they be interested in bringing in Zach Ertz? This is a very intriguing topic indeed. Hit that like button right now if you're here early for this video and that subscribe button if you're coming in late and this is the first time you're seeing us. We love having these conversations with all of you. We love growing this Cutback crew and this community. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Join that cutback crew today. Help us get to 1,000 subs. And let's talk about this because Zach Hurts, that situation there in Philadelphia, things haven't been pretty. They haven't been great. They've waited the last two years of his contract. He's only got one year left now on that deal, and that's this season in which he's owed $12 million. That's a lot of money with them still needing to extend and sign Dallas Goddard. Mm-hmm. Goddard wants him to be around. He doesn't really want to restructure his deal is what it's sounding like, so it looks like they may have to deal him or cut him. If they do that, they save about $8 million. Actually, it's about $7 million. Uh, and it's going to be about a $4 million cap hit. So if the Niners were to trade for a guy like this, they're going to bring in and take on about $4 million of his contract. Now they could restructure him, extend him a second year, maybe take that money and split it into two years, $2 million and $2 million. And he plays on a, on a short-term deal still as he tries to – Maybe make one more run at a big contract, kind of like what Jimmy Graham did there in his 30s Yeah, he went to Green Bay. Um, it's very possible. The question is, though, is what would you give up? Yeah, that is a good question because I think everyone knows that he's kind of on the outs there in Philly, that he wants to be gone, You know that he wants to be moving on, and I think they ultimately would like to keep him, but I don't think they financially can. Um, they need to move on, like you said, give Goddard his new contract. Um, so that's something that they need to work on. Uh, but with with Ertz, the thing is the trade. I think if he was cut, this is a definite no-brainer to look at mm-hmm. because he could fill a role. He's an instant improvement over Ross Dwelly, which is, you know, right away if Dwelly becomes your third tight end, your tight end room is set. And I think they are looking for other options and other guys. So he would make sense in that department because he is a better receiving threat than Dwelly. And if something happened to George Kittle, Ertz is there to play. He's there to bridge that gap. There are injury concerns with Gertz or Ertz. But he has had good times where he's played well, mm-hmm. and he's had good seasons. So he would fit into Kyle Shanahan's offense. That's not the question. What would we give up for him? I think the highest pick I'd be able to give up for him is a fifth-round pick. I wouldn't I wouldn't go anywhere near anything else, especially for a one-year deal. And I would even rather go with a six with some sort of performance, you know, escalator. Oh, for the pick? Yeah. Yeah, that, that I think that would be fair. Yeah. Um, I think, though, if you're going to trade for him, it might take a fourth. Um, and if we're looking at this in terms of the Niners being one of the best two teams in the league, that's basically a fifth-round pick. It's mm-hmm. close enough. I would prefer it wasn't. I would be 100% go on this if it's a fifth-round pick. Uh, and like you said, if he's cut, the Niners have to jump on this. It just makes too much sense for them not to. It's a, it's a, I wouldn't say it's necessarily an upgrade over the Jordan Reed role, but it's not no. a downgrade. No. I, I, it's, it's different. Not, it's different. It's a different ki- type of player. Um and when George Kittle inevitably goes down for a game or two, which is going to happen, you don't lose anything in the receiving aspect in terms of the ability to catch the ball and get open in space. He not, he's not the same type of physical presence that George Kittle is with the football in his hand, but he's much better than Ross Dwelly. Yeah. Um, you can literally, I mean, it, 
that he doesn't have the same type of athleticism as Jordan Reed. He's like right in the middle between what Kittle is as a route runner and a receiver without the physicality and what Jordan Reed was athleticism-wise. He's right in the middle of there. It's a nice bridge between those two and would be a solid option if Kittle goes down or misses some time. You're not going to lose a whole lot in your pass game. You're still going to have a weapon. This is a guy who literally, literally, and two years ago had a 1,000-yard season in 2018. In 2019, he had... 916 yards, and last year was kind of an injury-plagued year for him. He missed the most amount of games he's ever missed in his entire career, on top of everything that was going on in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. I mean, it was not fun for that Philadelphia offense for like 10 weeks. That thing was a nightmare of a situation. Uh, So I, I don't think he's by any means over the hill or that his production is on the downturn, but... I'm not willing to sell the farm to get Zacharitz in San Francisco. Yeah, you've got an aging tight end. You know, mm-hmm. he's 31 years old. He's going to the last year of his contract. Those are the drawbacks. And that's why you worry about compensation when you're going to make a trade. It's how much am I going to actually give up for this guy on a one-year deal? There's no guarantees you're going to get him back. And I think that's why I'm, like I said, a six-round pick. And then if he performs very well, you escalate it to a fifth. I think everyone would be okay with that because then you know you got a certain amount of production from Ertz. And that tight end position is so big and a big role in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And I think they're searching for it. You know, they got Michael, Michael Pruitt, you know, and they're really looking for another guy. I don't think they're sold on Charlie Warner. And it, I don't know if they're sold on Ross Dwelly. You know, just because, you know, people are saying Ross Dwelly is a big time, you know, talent. And he's, and he's bigger this year. He is. He's, he's bigger. He's buff, um, which is awesome. And if he was in professional wrestling, that'd be great. Um, he could oil up and all that, but that's not what it's about. With Dwelly, I like Dwelly as a player. But if you can improve a position you do, and we've said this from the beginning, tied in is a position we believe can be improved behind George Kittle. There are better options to play that position. If Dwell, Like I said, if Dwelly is the three, I, I feel very confident in this tight end position. If Dwelly is the two, I worry about those games and George Kittle's not playing. That's why there's... Not just Ertz as a possibility, but a couple other guys too. Yeah, we, uh, some other names that are out there and that Niners have brought in at least one of these names already, Delaney Walker, Yeah, um, who would be coming back to San Francisco to finish out his career potentially and hopefully ride off into the sunset with a ring. Delaney, we love you. Um, listen, he, he's up there in age. He's, uh, I think, mid-40s at this point. No, he's in his 30s. It feels like he's been there forever, though. It feels like he's in his mid-40s. Uh, but Delaney Walker is a guy who would be great in the run game. Yeah. Um, the blocking aspect, he's definitely a better blocker than Ross Dwelly is right now, mm-hmm. I would believe. Um, his big thing has just been he's had a, a numerous amount of injuries as he's gotten older, hasn't been able to stay healthy and stay on the field. So it would be a little bit of a risk to bring in a guy like Delaney Walker. But if he's healthy, he's worth a flyer on because he's going to be a very cheap option. You're not going to have to spend a whole lot. Uh, and again, it's, a, it's an upgrade over Ross Dwelly in the run game. I don't know if it's as much of an upgrade anymore in the pass game just mm. because of the age and the speed has declined, definitely. Don't get me wrong. You still catch a ball, but he's got to be able to get open. And he's going to have to prove that because as of right now, I don't believe it. Ross Dwelly is not as fast as Delaney Walker, 100%. There's no way. Ross Dwelly um, I mean, could go against Delaney Walker last year with an injured leg, and <laughs> Delaney Walker would still win. Um, that, that's just the, the fact of the matter is he has got tremendous speed which always suited him well in the 49ers offense, especially in play action, getting up the seam and getting one-on-one with safeties deep. Um, That is something the 49ers could definitely use from the tight end position, especially when they have George Kittle that they like to use sometimes and operate underneath. This guy could, you know, in certain type, you know, two tight end sets, you know, elevate the defense vertically and allow Ross Dwelly or George Kittle 
or Debo Samuel and those guys to operate underneath. And I think that's what's important about Delaney Walker is the athleticism that he could bring. Now, I think they brought him in and took a look at his medical. And they're looking at him, probably got a good idea of what he can do on the field, you know. But I think this is a wait and see because they're waiting to see what ultimately he can do. Don't be surprised after they take a look at Michael Pruitt and minicamp if they don't go ahead and make a move. Um, they could also bring in Delaney Walker, and this could be uh, Michael Pruitt and Delaney Walker, you know, kind of battling with, you know, Warner and uh, Dwelly. So there, this is kind of a referendum on that room. I think that they are definitely looking to improve it, just like they are with the receiver room. And Delaney Walker makes sense. And I mean, anytime you can put athleticism with great blocking, you 100% do it. And yes, he's still faster than Ross Dwelly. Well, let's see. We'll have to wait and Fatid see. is chasing him. Okay, Dwelly's getting eaten. Okay, I mean, listen, <laughs> there's a good chance, right? I mean, Dwelly doesn't look quick when he's on the field. He just doesn't. I mean, he does look buffed, so he's got that going. And he's swole. He's yeah, swole now, swole. right? He's swole. Uh, another name that has been thrown out a lot and one that uh, uh, an everyday day oneer in our chat, a part of the cutback crew down there, Jay Ellie, is a big fan of, Mr. Tyler Eifert. Yeah. We talked about this in the live stream and what my feelings are on Mr. Eifert. He doesn't do anything for me in terms of the needle. For a long time, he was considered a top 10 tight end in the league, and I don't know why. He's good, but he gives me, this, he gives me Ross Dwelly vibes. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do anything great. He's pretty solid. He's good. He can catch some touchdowns in the red zone. He blocks pretty well. He doesn't do anything dominant, though. Is it an upgrade over Dwelly? I don't know, because I view him and Dwelly as very similar in terms of their impact on the field. It's not a downgrade, though. So it's definitely an upgrade over Charlie Warner. So if you're bringing him in and him and Dwelly are kind of battling out for who's two, that's great. But my issue with this is that I want, a, I want a major upgrade, right? The idea would be, for me, you bring someone in to insert as the number two so Dwelly becomes the number three, not someone that's going to bring in and play tiddlywinks, fight sticks with Dwelly over who's the two and who's the three. I want to insert someone immediately as the two so Dwelly becomes your third option, not have them have a camp battle for it. Well, like you said, Eifert is better than Warner, Warner for sure. currently, especially for in the sure. receiving game which is where your improvement would be. I think that's where, why they brought in you know, Jordan last year is because mm -hmm. they wanted a better receiving threat at the tight end position over Ross Dwelly because Ross Dwelly doesn't do that great. He's good. That's just good. And then with the run blocking, it's good, but it's nothing great. And then there's some times where it's really bad. It is. And sometimes <laughs> he gives you that ole, uh, you know, and you don't want that. You don't want the red flag out there, you know, and here comes the bull. Um, but you mean you mean the Miami game where Jimmy got absolutely destroyed and, and Dwelly had no idea where he was or who he missed? Uh, you know, and he did block better than Warner, though, last year. That's true. But now you've got Pruitt. And if you brought in Eifert, I think that, you know, maybe Eifert isn't ultimately better than Dwelly um, overall, I still think he is. I, I, I tried to come to your – I can't. I can't. <laughs> Eifert is better than Ross Dwelly. I think it's okay. close, but I think he's better than him. I think he has more ability and more talent than him. And being put into Kyle Shanahan's offense, he would get open more than him. Um, but I think I think they are close. I think you're right. But I see Eifert as someone that still has you know very good traits at a tight end position. Um, and I do like the fact that he can block. He can block really well. He's better blocker than Ross Dwellies. I think that gives him the advantage. Okay. And if you're going to have to choose between him, Warner, and uh, Michael Pruitt, I'm taking him every single day because both him and Dwelly are better in the receiving game. Than the other two, yes. And so I think Eifert Absolutely. is an equal blocker with them. 
I think he can block as good or better, just where he comes from and how he does it. Yeah. Um, and I think he's a better in the receiving game. So I would take Eifert. I tried to come around to your thinking, um, but it, gotcha. ultimately the left Almost. side of my brain said absolutely not. Wow. Yeah. Can't believe you'd do that. Yeah. Dang you, left brain. Almost got him over here. Listen, let us know what you think down below. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? Do you hate one of our takes? We want to hear from you. Should Zach Ertz be coming to San Francisco? Do they need to bring in Delaney Walker like yesterday already? And is Jay Ellie right in that Tyler Eifert is one of the best tight end options for the 49ers out there? Because I disagree. Ant doesn't hate the idea. I don't. He likes it. I just want a solidified number two. I don't want to, I don't want them playing tiddly wink fiddlestick. Tummy sticks. I'm okay with a better camp. two and three than we have now. I Listen, I am too, but I would want a solidified two, which is why Zach Ertz makes more sense for me. Ma- makes more sense to me. It's why Delaney Walker makes more sense to me because I do think while Delaney, I think he may have dropped off in the speed and the athleticism yeah. category. I do think he's still a better tight end right now than Ross Dwelly. I agree with that. And I think that would make Dwelly the three. I think in, in my predicament, you don't have a three. You have two twos with Dwelly and and. Eifert, so I think that that would work as well because we all know it's better to have two twos than a two and a three. So true. I mean, I am curious what everyone else thinks, so because I think this is a topic that's going to continue to be, you know, talked about and questions continue to be asked because Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are definitely looking at the tight end position, which we've said since we put out the fifty-three man and even since the draft, mm-hmm. because there were tight ends that we were very high on them bringing in and, and picking up, and most of them were good blockers. And also one that was a great receiver that ended up going way higher than everyone thought. Yeah, um, way higher. Kylan Granson. Um, but I do think it's something they need to look at and something they're going to continue to address. Will it be one of these guys? It could be. And that's why it's definitely good that we looked into it because all three of these guys are potential options. I'm sure there's other guys out there as well, but these are the three that definitely jump off the page. Yeah, if we missed anyone, let us know about it down there as well. And while you're down there, don't forget to like, don't forget to share the video, and... Most importantly, don't forget to subscribe, become a member of the Cutback crew, have conversations with Jay Ellie, have conversations with Monica, have a lot of fun and laugh it up with Tommy down there and Kenny. We, we need more. Make sure you like the like it too with Gary. It's true. You don't, you don't want to sleep on the likes because Gary will find you. Yeah. He knows. He knows how many are here. He knows how many are watching. So make sure you hit that like button specifically for Gary. And until next time, 49ers fans, you stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.